Remember when I had to leave early tonight and then we recorded two episodes and then halfway through the first one we recorded, I wasn't paying attention and it stopped recording? I do remember. Okay. Well, hold on a second. <laughs> the computer froze. It's not my fault. I Don't blame yourself. I did. No, that's true. Technology we just kept failed on talking. us. Come on. <laughs> Technology got us. Totally. What happened? <laughs> Hi, Jaleen Bezavali. Hi, Patrick Hines. Fam, before we start, I just want to say, please follow Obsessed Fest on Instagram. It's at Obsessed Fest. Right. Tons of content going up there every single day. Cool videos of things that happen behind the scenes. Yeah. Funny stuff. Like panels. Panels. Yeah. Drag queens, dancers, uh, gays uh, for days. Heaven. So follow us there. Join us on the Patreon where you can see our live show filmed live at Obsessed Fest. Yes. Like real professionally done with different angles. Like the full thing full beginning thing. to end. It's like a Netflix special. It, oh. Yeah. Yay. We brought our dancers. We have a full opening number. We're going to upload our class action park that we filmed live at the Wilbur in Boston. That's right. We're going to upload the Rabia Q&A on the main stage with that Rebecca we did. LaVoy. With Rebecca LaVoy. All, after Adnan was released, it's all your questions oh God, are going to oh be God, answered. Oh the West Memphis 3 panel with you and Bob and Damien. Oh, fun. There's so, so we're adding so much more new different kinds of content on the Patreon. So oh get God. in there. Okay, have fun. And lastly, join oh. our Facebook group. Okay, True Crime Obsessed Podcast Discussion Group. All right, great. It's fun in there, don't you think? I do think so. Okay, great. Great. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girl, what are we talking about today? Uh, it's horrible. It's Killer Cases Episode 8. It's called Cheerleader on Trial. Before we get into the trailer yes. or anything else, we need to give a major, major trigger warning. Yes. So this is a trigger warning for birth and babies and stillborn babies. I sobbed my way through this episode. Yeah, and it's also a false confession case. So you're going to hear a lot of things that didn't actually happen. Right, and, so, and we get there eventually. Yes. But we are telling you that up front, and that's how we're going to approach this app. Right, so if you are feeling like, oh my God, that's okay, that's valid, but yeah. a lot of what you're going to hear didn't actually happen. And, 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 and we got there. And that's important for you to know. Yeah. Skylar has just learned she's pregnant and she tells no one. Nobody knows about this. Sometime when her mother, father, and brother were asleep, Skylar delivers a baby girl. She names her daughter Annabelle. And then she buries the remains in the backyard. He did give birth to a uh, newborn infant. He caused the death of that infant. She subsequently burned the infant. They were on a one-way track to get her to confess so they could take her to jail. People were ready to convict. There was false information everywhere. It was ugly. All right, girl. First of all, after that trigger warning, right at the top, this music is a little bit peppy for the subject matter. Way too, uh, okay. I was like, what are we doing? Killer case is a little nuanced, a little tact. <laughs> I, I was just like, what is it? And I was listening to it on 1.5 for the, my first go at this. And then I go back and I watch it at normal and I take the notes. Oh, okay, great. That music at that speed was even faster. I know. <laughs> it really, oh God, what is going on here? It really takes you by surprise. So we're in a place called Carlisle, Ohio. The population is 5,336. I said, is that important? Yeah, well, they also make a point to say, if you grow up there, you don't really leave. Which, is that a threat? I, my thing about that is like, that's fine if that's what you want. Yeah. All my life, I could not wait to get out of the place I grew up. It was a fine place, but I just was like, I can't, I gotta go. It's a weird way to describe a town. It's true. Right, because it, like I think they want it to sound quaint and very like right. family oriented, which yes. I'm sure it is. But that also sounds like a death trap to a lot of us. Again, is that a threat? Right. Once you get here, you don't ever leave. I'm like, what is it, the Hotel California? 
What are you talking about? <laughs> so we meet the Richardson family. Hang on a second. Because okay. I got to say right here, we meet them in a photo. And uh-huh. they do this thing where they blur out the son's face. Just use a different photo. I know. They tell us his name. This is not the only time we see another picture of him and the woman at the center of this thing. They keep blurring out the son's face and using his name. Just don't use photos of him. Yeah. And he is not here. So no. he did not want any part of this. 100%. Understandably. Now, can we talk about the absolute fucking pieces of trash, Kim and Scott, the parents? The parents, I, yeah. I'm saying it. I'm not apologizing for it. Nope. I don't think they're good people. No. Nope. And I don't like them. Yeah. And we'll get into why we feel that way. And like, again, we don't get enough information. Yeah. But what we do get is <sighs> not it's <sighs> not great. So we're here with Skylar. Skylar, by the way, is also not here. She's like not here for the interview. No. It's really the story is told through like attorneys and Skylar's parents. Right. So Skylar, we learned. She's a great student. National Junior Honor Society. She started doing competitive cheer outside of the school. It's what she really enjoyed. She's just. A peacemaker. Yeah, and peacemaker. By all appearances, she was happy-go-lucky. She's a competitive cheerleader, which is also like cheerleader on trial. We're going to really just like really cut bad. her down to the fact that she was a cheerleader. It's like, also that, like, that's just all like, she is. it's so salacious. Of course. Like, that's the whole, like, we got to stop doing that. I'm surprised the thumbnail is in her in her cheerleader's uniform. Honestly. Cheerleading uniform. You're doing is that how you absolutely. say it? Shockingly, I didn't do that. No. My school didn't even have that. We no. didn't have a football team. We had I none of that. Like cheer didn't become a thing until. Bring it on. Bring it on. Happened. Happened. Yeah. This is not a democracy. This is a cheerocracy. You love Big Red, right? Lo- She's your favorite. I do love Big Red. You, you know I love I know. Big Red. But I We've had this conversation about Big Red. <laughs> I love Elijah Dushku. I love, I love them all. Round off that handspring. <laughs> round off that handspring. So anyway, anyway, we learned that Skylar's also a peacemaker. Yeah. And then we get another photo of the brother with his face blurred out. Right. Stop using the photos. Now, we learn that Skylar was counting every calorie she ate. Like, she yes. wasn't chewing gum because it had too many calories. Now, this is where Kim, the mother, becomes a target of mine. Yeah. Be honest with you. Yes. She goes, that really hit home, Kim. So Kim, the mom, the mother of yeah. a teenage girl says, quote, her eating disorder defines her. Kim, no, no, I no. Know. It should not no. define her. And also, the mom straight up lies to us. She yes. says she never developed mentally or physically. We are about to see a picture of this girl with voluptuous breasts. With, I mean, like, looking gorgeous, but, like, she definitely did. De- don't infantilize her. I know. What she went through was traumatic and tragic and, right. and needed needs to be discussed. We need to look at this from all sides, but we need to fucking be honest yeah. about it. And we need to look at you, Kim yes. Scott. She says she stayed frozen in a 12-year-old's body. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. No, when we do hear from her eventually, like, she does speak in a childlike manner, sort of. Yeah. But we don't, that doesn't tell us anything about her intellect or anything, but certainly her body was not frozen in a 12-year-old's body. No. So, the dad goes, We had taken her to several different places. We tried several different things. It was extremely frustrating. It was really frustrating. I mean. The way they are talking about what their teenage daughter is going through yeah. before the tragedy that we are going to discuss yeah. is disgusting to me. Yes. They don't care. They are all about appearances. And I think the reason they are here is to do damage control. Yeah, I have so many questions for them, the kind of parents that they were. Like, there's a lot that I need to know. Right. And we learned, they tell us that she was popular and sexually active. Yeah, she was, I mean, if you, this is so none of our business, but it is yeah. relevant to the case. She was sexually active with two boys, Trey, her ex, and Brandon, her new current boyfriend at the time. Now, according to the mother, the mother, when she finds out that she's sexually active, takes her to get her on the pill. Good. That's the right move. Absolutely. And this is really important. The mother says Skylar goes back by herself, has the appointment with her doctor. When she comes back out, she's crying. And the mom's like, she keeps everything to herself, so I didn't even bother to ask her what was wrong. Okay, getting on the pill should not make you cry. What else was said in that room? Or happened. Or happened in that room. You know, exactly. And we learned... Skylar's secret this time is a big one. 
She is eight months pregnant, weeks away from giving birth. It's not clear if Skylar knew this or if she discovered this in this doctor's appointment. I think that's what happened. Yeah, like on the day of the doctor appointment, she finds out she's eight months pregnant. She is weeks away from giving birth. And like that's what happened in that exam room. She it, didn't yes. leave with birth control pills. Right. The doctor said to her, and she's 18, so they didn't have to tell her parents, I guess. I don't know what the well, laws are there. No, I mean, right, because when we meet Skylar's attorney next, head of hair for days, but we don't have time for that. <laughs> oh. He tells us that Skylar has told him Skylar did not tell her parents that she was pregnant because she didn't want to deal with the wrath of her mother. Right. She her plan was to keep it a secret, not tell anybody, yeah. finish school, and then tell her mom she was pregnant to which I say Skylar we don't have that kind of time no what are they teaching these kids in health class that's not how this works are they teaching health class at all that's what I'm saying you know what I mean what is she learning that she thinks that I mean she was so terrified after that exam that she's crying she doesn't want to tell her mom like if she learns she's eight months pregnant we don't have time to finish school no and like I want to slow down on this for a minute because this is all of the unknown stuff why don't you want to tell your mother yes what is the relationship with your mother that you're so scared why can't you go to your parents why can't you go to your friends? I'm not blaming Skylar. No. I'm saying she's a product of her parentage and she's too afraid to go to her mother. Well, we're going to learn a lot about her mother because Kim says Skylar's mom is worried she has put on weight and might not fit in the dress. I just thought that she'd gain weight. I just thought she gained weight. Kim had no idea. No, remember, Kim five seconds ago was telling us that she had such a severe eating disorder that they were trying to find, like, places, little clinics. She wouldn't chew gum. Outpatient. Exactly. And now we see a picture of her at the prom. Right, but now Kim is rewriting history because Kim, at the same time, Kim the mother, yeah. is so aware and so worried about her daughter's weight. Prom is nine days away. Yes. She's concerned that her daughter won't fit into the dress. Kim, who knows her daughter has a fucking eating disorder, yes. texts her, and we have this. And we I see quote, that. We see the receipts. Watch what you're eating so yeah. you can fit into the dress. This is a, a controlling mother who is so obsessed with what her daughter's doing that thinks her daughter is a complete reflection on her. Yes. Of yes. course Skylar's yes. too scared to talk to her. Yes. What will the neighbors say? What will everybody think? Her mother isn't thinking about Skylar. She's thinking about what everyone else is going to think about the family. It's also just like, and I'm going to discuss anatomy here, and I don't mean to objectify in any way, but we see Skylar in her dress. She has all of the markings of a pregnant person. Yeah. She has a big belly and she's got big breasts, like all of the things that happen to people who get pregnant. And I just like, how how is nobody seeing this? The mom knows she's sexually active. Right. She took her to the doctor to get the pill after she had sex for the first time. How has this not been discussed? Yeah, because it's not because what is everyone going to say? And also, like, just from like a health perspective, if Skylar's been pregnant for eight months, and yes. it's eight months without her having her period. That is a thing that you should like ask a doctor about if uh-huh. that's happening. And Skylar's too scared. What has this growing up experience been? Right. Right, or she's like even too scared to Google it. Like no one really wants to face what's happening here. You know, and the thing is like if they're, like I can see a world in which some listeners are listening to this and they have the answer. They know what it is and it's not as bad as we think. I just want the mom to say, like I know it seems like she should have talked to us, but here's right. why she didn't. Here's why there's walls in our family. Or here's exactly. why, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I need some explanation because otherwise it feels like everybody is like shirking responsibility. Right, and the things that Kim is saying, they're not helpful at all because mm-hmm. Kim says to camera, I always get stressed out because if her hair's not right you know with girls they've got hair nails makeup the whole thing she wasn't exactly happy with herself 
but she never is. Skylar isn't happy with herself and never has been, to which I say, Kim, you're the reason why. I know. You're the reason your daughter has body dysmorphic disorder. Yes. Like, you did that, Kim. Yes, yes. You perpetuate that. Watch what you, you know that she might have to go somewhere to get help for what's going on with her, and you're texting her nine days away from prom. Be careful. Don't I have another know. slice. Wouldn't Kim. you be over the moon if your daughter, who's been starving herself, is suddenly eating food and gaining weight? And, like, we know this because Kim is saying, oh, you know, girls. Kim. Exactly. She, what she's saying is not helpful, and she's also not saying the truth. So, oh, my God. I know. And so then, of course, we learned that prom night was, quote, a disaster. It was supposed to be magical. Can we stop doing this? I know. Can we Who stop making prom? fucking prom night into, like, a, some sort of fucking Disney movie fairy tale? I don't know if they still do. Like, Mike always says, like, he was the arguing about who was in what limo. He goes, I'll meet <laughs> you there. Like, that, all the drama of, I know. like, it, it's like New Year's Eve. It has to be the best night. Stay home. I gotta tell you, I had, like, a great time at prom. I went to, like, six because I was, like, the gay guy with all the, the girls who, like, yeah. wanted me to go with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of high stakes at prom. I know. I don't it like it. really is. Too much. For kids, like, who cares? Go- Why do we call it prom? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. The one thing I didn't do I today. <laughs> Prom night was a disaster because she's seven weeks away from having the baby and she's cramping. She's in labor. She's in labor. And she tells Brandon, her boyfriend and date, that she's never had cramps this bad before. So she cut, like the prom ends, she goes home. To be clear, nobody knows. Nobody knows she's pregnant. No one wants to comment on it. And they're kids. It's not really their job. You know, it's like, ah. So she's in so much pain because she's in labor. Right. She goes home. Her parents aren't, no, she can't tell her parents that she feels sick, that she's in pain. She waits until her family goes to bed and she goes into the bathroom and delivers a stillborn baby all by herself. Right. No one heard a thing. No one heard a sound. I mean, the dad, the mom, they they are incredulous. They can't believe it. I tend to believe this. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot I don't know. I mean, exactly. I am clueless here. So they say the dad's like, nobody woke up. I don't know how that happened, but we didn't. And then according to the family, according to Skylar and the parents believe her. She says the umbilical cord is not attached. The baby is not breathing, doesn't have a heartbeat. I have no doubt it was a stillborn. There's no way that we wouldn't have heard or or the dogs wouldn't have reacted or something. The baby was not breathing. And there was no heartbeat. And this also leads to the fact that, well, of course they didn't hear anything because, I'm sorry, it was a stillborn baby. So it's not like when you're giving birth and there's like crying and sounds. That's why this happened. So what happens next is really important. Skylar takes the baby into the garage. She gets a shovel. This is all very, very hard to hear. It's very hard to say. I was a wreck. But like, it's technically important. She names the baby. Yes. She names the baby Annabelle. Names the baby Annabelle. She takes the baby into the backyard and buries it in a place where she says she can bring flowers to the grave and where she can see it from her window. Right. And I would. this is when I texted you and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. This is like Skylar taking care of this situation the yes. best way she knows how. Taking care in one sense and taking care. And like she named this baby. Right. And like this is important when it comes to the court case and we'll get back to that part towards the end. Now I'm wondering if Skylar had a couple of weeks notice about this. She went to the exam. She was eight months pregnant. Yeah. Was this a plan that she had that she thought was her best plan? I don't know. I mean, what would have happened if the baby had been born and was screaming and crying? Like, she didn't expect to have a stillborn baby, I would imagine. That is very true. I don't know. know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So the very next day, she she does that, you know, she buries Annabelle in the backyard. The next day, she texts her mother from the gym. Yeah. My belly's back. And she, there's a picture of her with like a flat stomach. Kim is a toxic mother and I hate their relationship. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. She's texting her mother a selfie of her stomach from the gym, like bragging about like, look, mom, I'm finally back in shape. Like, you don't have to be on my ass about it anymore. And also like, if you're the mother, don't you have a question about this? Like you had a full belly. 
Nelly yesterday. Yesterday. And also, isn't prom like Saturday morning at the I gym? Know. She's the, like, it, she is not doing well and she needs help and yes. no one is helping her. Yes, yes. And she sends a text to her boyfriend that says, I feel so, like, lots of O's, much yeah. better this morning. I'm so happy. Because hopefully he was like, how are you feeling? Yeah. You were in pain. You ran out of prom. Yeah, like, yeah, are yeah, you yeah. all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she doesn't say a word to anyone about anything that happened. So this reporter is here and she says, She tells no one. Not her mom, not her brother, who's her best friend, not any of her girlfriends, certainly not her father. Certainly not her father. To Ooh. which I said, what is the story there? Really, really important choice of words there. Yeah, I mean, and it feels like there might be more to the story that we're not being told. I think the parents are doing damage control for a lot of things. I think they're here to try to control the I'm narrative. I'm saying to the TV show, like, if this reporter is saying, certainly not her father, can we get a follow-up question about that? Yeah. Why yeah. certainly not him? Right. And why isn't Skylar here? Right. And the mother's abusive, too. So I don't know. Like, I know what kind of abuse the mother is inflicting on her, yeah. but I don't know about the dad. Same. So we learn two months later, Skylar goes back to the doctor for more birth control. Well, she didn't get any in the first place. Right. So more is the wrong word here. The doctor said to her, you're eight months pregnant. They did not give her birth control. Right. That is not what happened. That's why she was crying. Right. That's what happened. Right. So more birth control is what she told her mother. Right. This is also so important because the doctor says, hey, what happened to the baby? And she says straight up, she's not lying. She doesn't try to hide anything. Skylar Richardson told the doctor while she was there that she had delivered a baby that was not breathing and that she had subsequently buried her in the residence of her backyard. I delivered a baby that wasn't breathing, so I buried it in the backyard. Now, that's a very hard sentence to say. Yes. And it's a hard sentence to hear. The point is, she was honest with the doctor. In her mind, she delivered a stillborn baby, yeah. and she did the right thing by burying it in the backyard. And also, no one is saying she said it in a chipper tone. No. Like, we don't have context with no. how she said it. I'm sure she's a wreck. This is the only person she can trust. And I'm also not, like, I'm not absolving Skylar. I'm just saying that I think there's a lot of reasons why she made the decisions that she made, and I need more context. I agree. She made, she was an 18 year old woman. She was an adult at that point. She made bad decisions and we're going to learn more about that. But like, I want to know why. Yes. Think about this for context. Skylar has met this doctor twice. Yes. The first time they said you're eight months pregnant, she cried. Fine. Yeah. Two months later, after this traumatic thing, the one person she tells is that doctor in that room. Yeah. That is the person she trusts more than anyone Anyone. in the world. And that is fucking heartbreaking and tragic and we should know more about that. 100%. So I guess the doctor calls the sheriff's office. Of course. Because I had to like piece this together myself. But what I'm understanding happened is that the sheriff's office called Skylar's house. Yes. And was like, we need to talk to Skylar. We're not going to tell you why, but we need to talk to her. So the dad says to the cops. I said, can I be in there with her? He said, no, she's 18. We have to talk to her alone. I said, does she need an attorney? Oh, absolutely not. She's not in any trouble. Naively thinking that, why would a police officer lie to you? They say, absolutely not. She's not in trouble. To be clear, I think, if I'm understanding this correctly, the dad does not know what this is about. Zero idea. I initially thought he knew what was going on and didn't get her an attorney. But to be fair to the dad, he didn't know what this was about. Also, you don't ask the cops that. You get a fucking lawyer. You know what, though? I can understand from their perspective, like, thinking my kid's never been in trouble. This must be about a friend of hers. Like, I'm not going to, you know what I mean? That's fine. The first time. This is only the first time. Right. You know? And also, I'm just saying for everyone, never ask the cops if you need a lawyer. Just get one. Yeah. If you're asking that question, just get one. And if the cops are being, if they're not telling you what it's about, assume it's about your kid. Don't assume it's about their friend. Don't assume your kid's never been in trouble. Assume your kid has a life you don't know about. Yeah. 
So John Fane and Katie Gee are the cops who are interrogating And her. do these people fucking suck? Now, they suck. But remember what we learned a couple of weeks ago? The first thing they do is read Skylar her rights. Yes. What did we learn? We learned that if they read you your rights, it's an interrogation. So, yes. get a fucking lawyer. Yep. Don't ask. And, and the cops <laughs> lied to her parents. Yes. And to be clear, we don't blame Skylar. I don't even blame her dad for this because the dad doesn't know she was read her rights. And Skylar is just a kid who wants to please. So she She's just there doing, they literally give her the Miranda rights paper and make her read it back to them yes. out loud. Can you read this part out loud for me? This, that, just that last paragraph. I have read this statement of my rights and I fully understand what my rights are. I do not want a lawyer at this time and I'm willing to speak with law enforcement officers. If you're okay, then just sign right, sign right there. She's waving her right to an attorney. And she signs it. So like, she's just sitting there having just waved her right to an attorney. Not knowing why she's there. Not knowing why she's there. And the cops say to her, look, we got a call from your doctor. We know what's up. And in the most telling moment of this whole thing, the very first words Skylar utters are, my parents are going to kill me. Do I have to tell them? I really don't want to. It's, That's what she says. I mean, it's like, can I, I, all I could think this whole time was how do I raise Daisy in a way where her first instinct is to come and tell me. You're doing it. First of all, you're doing it. I mean. Let to, me give you that reassurance But right I now. gotta say, like, I'm not, like, dad of the year. I just, like, love my kid. You're doing You know it. what I mean? And, like, I don't understand what kind of fear has been instilled yes. in this kid. And it's the control. Remember, the yeah. mom worrying about her weight. Yeah. Like, Kim has been lying to us the whole time, saying, oh, you know, girls will be girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I couldn't, ha- you know, she wanted, she didn't want to chew gum. Kim is instilling all of this in her. So yes. there's a power dynamic here that's very fucked up and a lot of control that Kim is trying to not tell us about, but she is telling us about it. She doesn't realize she is. Yeah, and like then they say, Without prompting, she says she did not harm her baby, something she will repeat more than a dozen times. Throughout this interview, she repeats this time and time again. That is her first story. And we always know when a suspect is interviewed multiple times, they always say, I mean, unless they're blatantly lying, the most honest interview they give is the first one. And I just want to make it clear here. What Skylar did is terrible. I I understand that. And she was an adult when she did it. Yes. To put you in Skylar's world, like, she's not here to lie. She's not, like, she did what she did. And I think the burden of it, like, she kind of can't wait to tell somebody. Yes. Because she can't tell her parents. And she's not here to... To be like, well, I don't know. Like, I believe what Skylar's saying. Is it bizarre and scary and sad and yeah. fucking tragic and fucked up? It's all of those things. But I don't think she's lying. No, and I want to be very honest, listeners, here, because I did something today that I've literally never done before in the 700 episodes that we did. What? I texted you. I'm like, I'm not watching this interrogation. Oh, yeah. I had to skip. I started to watch it because essentially Skylar gives her version of events of what happened with the baby that night, and the cops are, are starting to bully her, and she's crying, and I'm crying, and I I literally I it was either skip through this interrogation or tell you I can't do this. Right. So you have to tell us what happened. Absolutely. So Skylar says over and over and over again, she didn't hurt Annabelle. Yeah. She says, I didn't hurt Annabelle. I didn't kill her. I didn't hurt her. She asks, Am I gonna be in trouble for burying her? Skylar's a wreck. It is slowly dawning on her that this is very, very, very bad. She did not think in the moment that something bad was gonna happen to her for doing now, this. Now that's also a problem. Yes. Because for Skylar to not have the reasoning She's to not getting know, it. I mean I guess in the moment, having just given birth, maybe you're in shock. I get that. But, like, the fact that Skylar, as an 18-year-old, doesn't even understand that what she's doing is wrong. It's just now starting to click that maybe this is bad. So, that's also a problem. I agree. We need to look at that, too. I agree. So, the cops are trying to keep everything calm. We just want to find out what happens. She goes, am I going to go to jail? She's at 100. She's very emotional. But I want to say, she she didn't think of herself first in this interrogation. The first thing she said was, I didn't hurt her. I loved her. The first 
thing she said was, my parents are going to kill me. Exactly. So, like, I understand that she's going into self-preservation mode. Sure. But, like, I want to also point out that, like, I just have a lot of sympathy for her. I agree. So she's a wreck. To be honest, what's going to happen? I don't know, okay? I'm in here observing. No, 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 no. You're not going to jail today. No, no, no. No, I'm not going to jail. Just relax, okay? Listen. You're not going to jail yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today. Yeah. So now the cops finally go out and tell the parents everything that happened. Kim, with no sense of irony whatsoever, goes, I just checked out. I said, no, Kim, you checked out a long yeah, fucking time ago. Yeah. You just want to control your kid. I have nothing to contribute because I didn't watch this it's part. Fine. <laughs> Skylar, I got you. I hope, I hope I'm yeah, doing as well as you did a couple of episodes ago where you were just nailing <laughs> things. You're like, I'm not even looking at my notes. I was like, as I was skipping through, I saw the parents coming in. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Skylar is begging the woman cop to tell her like what's going to happen to her. Like, yeah. am I going to go to jail? Because she keeps maintaining, I didn't hurt the baby. Like, yeah. the baby was born, stillborn. This is what I did. She's being very honest. They send in the fucking parents to talk to her. The dad goes, they didn't tell us we were being recorded. Right. The conversation gets bizarre because they immediately, Kim is as cold as ice, the mother. She's like, you should, it's not the end of the world. Kids get pregnant every day, um, Skylar. Who, who, oh, she says that to Skylar? The Skylar's? mother says that to Skylar. Uh, she's very nonchalant about this. Yeah. Like, it's very, she's more like, why did, like, it's going to be all over the paper. She says, there's people to jail. It's in the papers. It's everywhere. It's, the neighbors have already called me. And I know she was telling me that they're digging up stuff in her backyard. You're going to be on the news. Oh, please. The neighbors already know you're going to be on the news, Skylar. That's what her mother. Oh my God! Is saying to her, finding out that she just had a grandchild that died, like in in yeah. in. Oh my God! Breaking news: Kim is obsessed with appearances yeah, and yeah, what yeah. everyone thinks, and she's a bad mother and she's a bad person. Yeah. And so <laughs> Skylar says back to her, "Mom, like you're supposed to support me." And I feel this is when I went, "Oh God." I feel like that's something that Skylar has been trying to remind and beg her mother to do since day one. Yeah. Like, you're, you should support me. Instead of saying, what are the neighbors going to think? You're uh -huh. going to be on the news. The news. How about uh -huh. like, oh my God, how are you? I oh mean, my God, like, how did we get if here? If I put myself in, in that position and it's Daisy, yeah. the appearances, the neighbors, the news, I, I, it's not even, I'm not thinking about that anywhere. No, that's what she, and she's very cold. It's like, she's in trouble. Yeah, She's in exactly. trouble for like what everyone's going to think. Uh -huh. That's what she's in trouble for. Not for any of the other many things she probably should be at least grounded for. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, right, exactly. So the backyard is now a crime scene. The backyard's a crime scene. Of course, the garbage news people are camping out overnight. Oh my God, what will the neighbors think, says Kim. The police get a search warrant and recover the remains, and they tell yes. us that the remains have been decomposing in the backyard for nine weeks, and they do a meticulous job of gathering all of it so that Annabelle can be properly, hopefully, laid to rest somewhere at some point. Right. Now, someone says, and I'm going to tell you right now, this is not true. The county coroner reports to the detectives that a forensic anthropologist observed charring on Annabelle's bones, suggesting a more sinister motive. There is charring on these bones. This is not true. It's a forensic anthropologist. So this is a person who works for the state who's looking at the body and who is going to be responding. Like, this finding about the bones being charred and that implying that Skylar set the baby on fire. Now, this didn't this happen. This didn't happen. But the fact that this anthropologist says that it did affects whether or not Skylar is charged right. with murder. With 100% certainty, she yeah. says. No, I'm, I'm, let's also say, let's just get to this. We go through another whole round of interrogations and then eventually this anthropologist 
takes it back. She takes it all she back. She says I was wrong. And then she refuses to testify. She's like, I ain't lying for no. anybody. I'm like, what the fuck? But the cops act on this as though it's fact. And th- we'll get to it in a second. But yeah. I want to point out, yeah. while they're having this conversation, they are showing a picture of the remains of this baby. Right. They are showing the skeletal remains of this baby. The cops are and this fucking show is. And I texted you and I said, of all the things we've watched, of all the things we've covered in all the years, that is the most absolutely unnecessarily vile thing yeah. I have ever seen. Yeah. And they do it again. They do it throughout. Right. It is it is unexcusable. Whoever produced this episode, and I don't blame the producers because I know from doing this long enough, each episode is done by a different fucking sure. group of people. Fine. So I'm not holding the series accountable. But the people involved in this episode should be banned from making television yeah. ever again. That is the remains of a baby. Yeah, I couldn't agree with the you The remains more. of a fucking of a baby. Ba- what a monster. Right. And we're dealing with a false confession here so don't sensationalize it even more what happened is tragic all across the board yeah don't add don't do that no this is supposed to be a comedy podcast you're (laughs) ruining this Uh, that ship has sailed 40 (laughs) minutes ago you're also assuming the worst of your viewer yes uh, we're not they want to see that that. and that we're not feeling enough without that yeah fuck you i'm feeling plenty without that i just can't believe that that got past however many people it had to get past yeah like someone was like oh oh, this will be a great spot to see i always say like we're a good supplement to the episode go watch it don't go watch don't watch this don't watch this fucking episode oh she works out. It is very sure, hot here. You know what? Good. This it calls for it. Yeah. God. So we're back to the moment where this forensic anthropologist says that the remains were charred. We will eventually know that that's not true and that this person takes it back. But in the current moment, they call Skylar back in for a second interrogation. I was told it was only going to be a few minutes. Kim and I are sitting outside with Detective Brandy Carter joining Fane for the session. The dad, knowing now, knowing what she's up against, knowing what they're going to charge her with, knowing what's going on, drives her back down and again does not get her an attorney. And sends now, her in there by herself. I forgive the first time because he was lied to by the cops and like maybe if you don't do what I do for a living, you wouldn't know any better. Fuck but that. at this point, he says, whatever, the cops told me it was just going to be a couple of minutes. What are you? You are what throwing are you not your child us? to the wolves. How does he not know that? I know. How? How? Like with all the news crew or something, how do you not get her the best lawyer money it's can buy. It's just like we see, like in the last episode where the fucking killer gets the best lawyer in the state of I Iowa. Know. You can't get an attorney for your kid. What is going on? They eventually do. His name is Charles. We Fam, we are but... like, we're yelling so much. Good. I'm sorry. Good. We're really Fuck letting it. it out today. How, how are we not with this? I'm not, I'm not opening any of my DMs. Yeah, I'm I, fucking I, mad. I Deal with it. So she goes in completely by herself and now we start getting, they're dragging this false confession out of her because they need to get her to admit about the charring, which again, didn't Did happen. not happen. So like the lady investigator is like, Skylar is so alone. She has a so terrible alone. relationship in with like her mother. every sense. Yeah, and like she sees this woman and again, fam, I want to point out Skylar did terrible things and she should be she held accountable things. for them appropriately. I'm not giving her a pass. No. I don't want to no. see the comments that we loved her and we didn't like, no. She did bad, 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 bad things. But they are now... They're taking advantage of her. They're taking advantage of her. vulnerability. Skylar holds the hand of the female officers in the room. She did not have a lawyer. Her mom and dad weren't present. And she frankly thought that the police were there to help her. And under questioning, Skylar is about to admit something she had repeatedly denied before, that the baby was born alive. 
What they're trying to get her to say is that she was alive and breathing and she killed her and then set her on fire. That's what they need to corroborate the forensic pathologist who said that, that she lit the baby on fire. So what they're leading her to this. We, we see, we've seen this a thousand times. I mean, it's the Brendan Dassey interrogation yeah. all over again. Was she breathing a little bit maybe? Yeah. yeah. And now Skylar is alone. She's never been able to talk about this and she's thinking, oh shit, was well, she? Because the first thing she says in this interview is like, no, 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 she was born like someone. She wasn't alive. She wasn't. Right. But then she's thinking. She says it on the record 29 times. And she's like, now she's thinking this woman's on her side. She She's also a pleaser. She's trying to give them what they want. And she is guilty about Like, she can't yeah. understand what's going on. So she's thinking, holy shit, maybe I did kill her. The cops now, today, they're here with us today, and they are saying still, out of the clear blue sky, she changed her story and said yeah. she was still breathing. We have the footage I know. of them dragging it it's out of her. It's the Brendan Dassey thing where we see them feeding him the story. Now, again, I'm not defending this horrible, wrong, and downright ghoulish thing that Skylar did. Yes. It is Horrible. Yes. She didn't out of the blue say, actually, I'm changing my story. She was breathing and I did all this. Yeah. And like, I don't want to go through the details because they're not true. They're not true. But, but essentially, they get her to say, Do you feel like she was breathing when you were holding her and you held her two times? <laughs> I know. Annabelle was alive when she was born. She squeezed her and killed her by accident. And then, because she thought she was going to get in trouble, she set the baby on fire and, and then buried, buried it. Yeah. Like this no, didn't that happen. didn't happen. None that of did that. not yeah, happen. It, that did not but happen. But this is what they fucking charge. This is what they get her to admit, and they charge her with. Right. So she's charged with aggravated murder, manslaughter, child endangerment, tampering with evidence, and abuse of a corpse. Oh my god! And then they hold a press conference Ugh. saying that she admitted to it, and the guy's got a fucking smirk on his face. You know, and and it's all over the news. She's spoiled. She's entitled. She's a murderer. She's vain. She's a brat. She is a lot of things. Yeah. Like, like she is, I'm not defending her. I'm with you. Like, I don't want to hear it because yeah. I, I, this is, I'm sick to my stomach over what happened yes. here. But like, her parents are trash. This is a false confession. The cops are bringing it out of her. Like, we have to ask questions about how we got here. Exactly. Why are we the only two people asking how I we know. got here? I know. I mean, I agree that she did a terrible thing, yet she I have She was wrong for her. to do what she did. Yeah. How did we get here? Yeah. All of those things are true. Yeah. And again, the cop who's here today, who agreed to sit down for Killer Cases Episode 8 or whatever yeah. this yeah. is, says... We were relentless, for lack of a better word. During that second interview, we asked over and over until she admitted to the fire. Oh, we asked her over and over again until she admitted to the fire. Exactly. And I'm like, John? And I said, do you fucking hear yourself? That does not have the effect you think it has. That, no. You did not, like, he's admitting it. <laughs> We get to the trial. She's been charged with all of those things. Right. And, the, the you know, the prosecutors are saying she's a cold-blooded killer. She never wanted the baby. Here's the thing. What is not brought up enough is that she never denied it. She told yeah. the doctor as soon as she had the opportunity to tell somebody she didn't think was going to f- do who knows what to her. Right. She admitted it. She never tried to get away with it. And it's also just like, what, like, okay, so she's eight months pregnant, which means she hasn't had her period for eight months, yet she's going to get birth control. Right. Like, Skylar, think about what's happening to your body. Why doesn't she know that she hasn't had her period in eight months. Like, come on. To revisit this, there could be any number of explanations for that. Yes. We don't know why Skylar doesn't know these things, but my point here is just like, she's not a cold-blooded killer. Right. You know what I mean? She knew, like, she admitted to it as soon as she could and took responsibility. And what the prosecution is really leaning into is like, she didn't care, she didn't get any prenatal care, and she was texting people after what she did, burying Annabelle, how happy she was and talking about how skinny she was again. So they're trying to paint her as this like... I mean, it's a really bad look and it's a bad thing. 
you know what I mean? Like, All of yeah. these things can be true. Now, Skylar's lawyer, Charles, gets up there and is great like... Great head of hair. Great head of hair. Yeah. Really can wear the hell out of a suit. <laughs> I know. Good job, Charles. <laughs> Do they call you Chuck? I probably, like, at the I club. Wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> I would say Charles. I'm totally. just saying. Charles I'm not a big Chuck person, unless no. you tell me totally. you prefer Chuck. Chaz. I'm going to call you whatever you yeah, prefer. Chaz. Absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> whatever you prefer, Charles. He's getting up there and saying... What is not possible is a child catching on fire by touching it with a light. It is not possible. Babies are 80% water. Bad luck. She did a horrible thing. But what she confessed to is impossible. Right. He's going to come with the science. Because remember, she's on trial for killing her baby and then lighting it on fire. And which didn't happen. And he Right. He's here to say, number one, the doctor recanted. There is no charring. That's right. number one. Yes. Also, like, the doctor recanted. It didn't happen. So can I just interject to say that, like, the defense attorney gets there eventually, but everybody agrees. Even the bad, the shitty cops agree that the charring actually must not have happened because right. the expert recanted. Why her attorney isn't just saying, you watched on that tape them force that confession out yeah. of her that they also now admit isn't true. They admit that that's a false confession. Right. How can you believe anything else she admitted to? Right, right. And he also says, like, it's impossible. You can't use a lighter to set a human body on right. fire. That's not how science works. Because this all comes down to, was Annabelle alive when she was born or was she not? Skylar's story from the beginning to the doctor, to yep. the police, the 29 times was that she was not. She only changed her story after she was lied to and told that she had charged the body. You know what I mean? And, the, and John the cop was here to say, oh, we just badgered her until she said it. Exactly. He's there and he is also here to say Detective John Fane, F-A-I-N-E. Yeah. He testifies about the interrogation. He explains their tactics. He says today to us sitting for this documentary. I felt like in the end we treated Skylar the exact same way I would hope if it was one of my children they were treated if they were being question like that. He treated Skylar the way he hopes cops would treat one of his own kids. It's unbelievable. I don't know about that, John. You know, the only difference there is that he would have known to fucking send his kid in there with an attorney. Right. You know, so maybe we're not talking about how you treated Skylar. Maybe we're talking about how you lied to her parents. Exactly. But that he would, like, that he's doubling down on what he did. Yeah. Like, it's so crazy. Like, they have him admitting to lying to Skylar in order to get her to say things, and he's like, I stand by it to this day. Right. John? Right. So, like, when they finally get to the closing arguments, again, and it's like she's a cold-blooded killer on one side and finally the defense attorney just finally says if you doubt what she said about burning the baby in the like end using a lighter because we know it isn't true yes. then you have reason to doubt what she said about the signs of life right about the baby being born because that was only quote admitted to after they got her to admit about the lighting the baby on the fire which we don't right. lie and after she told everyone and the cops and this is not it's not us exaggerating it's on record 29 times yeah. she said the same exact story and then and when the cops break her down and you can see her, she's having a breakdown. Yeah. Then she goes, I don't know, maybe. And she doesn't ever turn on a dime and say, you're right. Right. You got me. It starts with, I don't you know, know. I think the problem here, too, is that the public at large still isn't educated enough on false confessions. Right. I think the people, many, many people who don't do what we do for a living still think nobody would admit to a crime they didn't commit. Of course. And the thing I said we'd get back to that I really want to touch on, remember how we said when the baby was born, she named her Annabelle and she buried her in a spot that she could see from the window yes. that she could bring flowers to? Her attorney said, and we know this is true. Women who kill their children throw them in dumpsters. They try to distance themselves from the body, throw them away in trash cans, like, like towels. Skylar named her child. She put her in a gravesite that she could see from her bedroom window and kept her close, put flowers on her grave and marked the grave. 
You have to fight for Scott. It's a pathological thing that we know. Their response to the murder is to get rid of the body. She named the baby, right. buried it on the property where she could see it from her bedroom window and where she could bring it flowers. And like wanted to be close to Annabelle. Right. And in some fucked up, dark, wrong way. Yes. Let's be clear. Yes. But what, what they're saying is she did that because the baby was born not alive. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. She didn't kill her. Annabelle was still born. Yeah. And this was her reaction. I just want to say too, like, she wasn't burying Annabelle to get rid of the body. Right. Right. She was burying Annabelle to be able to mourn her and give her a proper yes. burial because she was never alive. Right. That's that's what no one is really saying. Exactly. Here. That's what, why she did it. So we learn that, like, as we go to commercial and we're basically, like, the jury's gone out, she's either going to go to prison for the rest of her life or she's going home that day. Right. She, can you imagine? I know. And she has all of these different charges against her. So the jury deliberates for four hours. Everyone is shocked. They come back in and, you know aggravated murder, the one that would have sent her away for life for forever, yeah. not guilty. Involuntary manslaughter, not guilty. She's not guilty of child endangerment and she is found guilty of the offense of abuse of a corpse. Right, so she could get three years for this. Which she did. A hundred percent. No, she, she didn't like light the baby on fire and try to like burn the remains, but she did the wrong thing by the stillborn baby that came out of her. She did the worst thing you could, I mean in her mind it was the nicest thing to do, but like right. that's abuse of a corpse, you exactly. can't do that. But the thing about that is that like she didn't endanger a child because Annabelle wasn't alive. Like, right. all of those things, the jury believes exactly. that this was a, a stillborn baby. And she speaks publicly and, like, I just... To the judge. She is given the opportunity to speak to the judge on her own behalf, and she does. And I find her very convincing. I feel sympathy for her. And then the judge speaks to her. If you would have made different decisions in this case, Annabelle would be here today. And I know that might be difficult for you to hear, I think that your choices before birth, during birth, and after uh, show a grotesque disregard uh, for life. Every choice was bad, and he says you have a, quote, grotesque disregard for life. Now, at first, I was like, this fucking garbage... I was like, uh, no, actually, no. He's right. But you know what? It's lacking a little nuance for me because I, I agree that she showed a grotesque disregard for human life. I just want to know how she got there. Because to her, she wasn't. Right. Like, to but her. Like, but what I'm saying is that, like, she's wrong. I agree. You know what I mean? Yes, and I, and I, yes, know, I yes. know we agree on that. So I'm just wondering what happened to her. Her parents failed her. The yeah. school system failed her. Yeah. Like, how did she get to a place where she thought this was the best idea? In some ways, she failed her. Yes. She was an adult when this happened. She should have known better. Exactly. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. she she should have known better. This yes. was a horrible, grotesque disregard for life. Yeah. So he sentences her to three years of basic supervision, a.k.a. probation, which means that she does get to go home today. Yeah. And, you know, in that same day like of, of sentencing, the family asks for Annabelle's remains. And the judge? The judge says, Mr. Richardson, do I have your word that those remains are going to be buried properly? Absolutely, sir. I am going to order that the uh, remains of Annabelle be released uh, to the Richardson family. I am going to hold Mr. Richardson to the promise that he made here today. And if he does not keep that promise, he will answer to me in that regard. We'll give them to Skylar's father, but do not fuck me on this. He goes, 
Yes, the family has to give Annabelle a proper burial or else. Yeah, yeah, and the judge is like, and if he does not do that, he will deal with me on that right. on that count. Right. You know, and we we learn that Skylar enrolls in college. She goes into treatment for her eating disorder. Quote, she and Brandon are no longer a couple. No I was like, shit. what? No shit. Yeah, and we learn that Annabelle is buried a few miles from their family home and that Skylar is a regular visitor and she's always bringing her fresh flowers. So I googled, what's up with Skylar today? Because sometimes when we record these things, yeah. something happened like a week ago. Oh, God. So, Skylar actually started working for the law firm that represented her. Oh, really? Her plans are to go to law school and become a public defender. <gasps> and what we don't learn, which I'm just putting out into the universe, and Skylar, if you're listening, I hope you're in therapy. Yeah. And that you have distance from your toxic fucking mother and yes. father, and yes. that you're like, that you never speak to your mom again. Yeah. That's what I hope for you. <laughs> totally. We heard at one point in the episode that her brother was her best friend. I hope you're still very close with him. Yeah. Unless it's garbage. And I hope the two of you, like, didn't participate in this for good reason, which yeah. I think you did, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, totally. Fuck your mom. Okay. But in, like... The bad way. <laughs> Isn't it all a bad way? Hey, Kim, fuck it's you. A- <laughs> Not a fan. Bye. Oh, my God, girl. We did uh, Killer Cases episode eight. Yeah. My God. This, I, I'm so proud hard. of us. This is one of the hardest ones we've ever done. That was really, really hard. But I'm, we got through it. I'm really proud. And I think it's an important story. Like, we have to learn from this, don't you think? Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to do any of the stuff I normally do at the end of the episode. I okay. want to say this. Everyone, say a little prayer for Annabelle. Yeah, that's Everyone, right. Everyone, like, you oh, know, God. whether you believe girl. or not, let, like, let's just remember Annabelle. She gets a little bit lost in this episode. Yeah. And um, I'm going to say a prayer for her. So, okay, yeah. You, and you all honor Annabelle in any way that you that's can. That's I was gonna say, just like have a nice thought yeah. for Annabelle today. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye. I think kids maybe do this more now. Go yeah. with your group of friends. Exactly. Just go yep, and like exactly. all be there instead of like this whole like, will you go to prom? All these stupid the videos. Promposal. The promposal. Uh, <laughs> we had a promposal at Obsessed Fest. It was so sweet. I mean, yay. <laughs> I'm sure it was great. That is very, very It sweet happened at Drag Brunch, like with the drag. It was yeah, great. Yeah, it was. But I'm I got sorry. It. But there's a lot of pressure. I Couldn't just, agree more. Too much pressure. 